evening and God bless you wherever you are this evening. As we just wait a few moments as we normally do, thank you so much for joining us tonight here at Elim Church. We are just going to dive into communion together as we rest, as we be still, as we know that He is God. Amen. I like that text. Thank you. You, you can hear us. We are just recording this, obviously, for the process of podcasting wherever you are across the globe tonight. Whatever your time may be, we are 7.30, what are we? 7.33 here in the UK, wherever you are this evening, whether it's your morning, your midday, or your evening. God bless you. We thank you so much from the very bottom of our heart for joining us on Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and so many other multiple platforms. Thank you so much. And uh, you can find that very clearly and very easily if you just type in Reverend Ben Cooper's podcast. You will find us popping up in a few places. God is with us. God is for us. We thank you so much uh, for joining with us. We are going to turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 as we come to communion tonight. I pray that you've had a good day. I pray that all is well in your life that you just feel the very presence of God and there may be some tonight maybe saying do you know what sometimes I feel like giving up sometimes I just feel like frying in the can sometimes I just feel like kicking my boots off and calling it a day you know well we all feel like that we all have moments like that do not allow that to grab hold of you because you are saved you are sanctified you are justified you are redeemed you are a child of the living God and do you know what do you know what guess what I'm going to say? Sometimes I feel like kicking these boots off saying sometimes, Lord, what is going on? But God is with us. Faith is powerful. Faith is an instrument to draw us closer to God for our belief system. You know, we are living in glorious times. We are living in very powerful times. But whatever your time zone is across the world tonight, we just ask you that you would draw time aside and come and just fellowship with us just for these 45 minutes or so as we break bread, as we take the cup. Um, And I just want to let you know, this really keeps sitting in my spirit. You know, this is not from my thought pattern. This is not from not coming from me. This is from deep within inside my spirit. I really just want to let you know again tonight through the scripture that you are saved you are blessed doesn't matter what your physical situation looks like doesn't matter what your physical life is all about it doesn't matter about the lifestyle choices whether they're good or they're bad what we cannot escape from that from sorry that i really need to push over very very gently is something that's very clear that we cannot lose our salvation we cannot work for it we cannot it's not the amount of times we're clocking in and out of the religious building it's not how many sermons we listen to it is God has come and presented himself to each and every one of us. And I believe tonight that through the word of God, through the writings of of Christ, through uh, the psalmist that we're going to read in a few moments, it is very clear to see that God is for us, that we was not hidden from him, that we did not go to him one Sunday morning and say, Lord, I've decided to come to church, I've decided to follow you, uh, but it is God that presents himself to us, the earthen vessels, the, the human beings, whether in faith, out of faith, wherever, whoever we are. I just love the fact that my physical being, my body, every ounce of energy and strength that I can produce and and push and do, it is no way and never will I be able to refuse what God has for us. There is a powerful word, and that word is predestination. Also, that follows very sweetly and very beautifully the power of free will. We understand very clearly that free will is not the free will, as in what a lot of ministries and churches are speaking about, the free will to follow God. We do not have the free will to follow him. He has chosen you. He loves you. He died and he sent his one and only son on the cross for you. Now, this can throw a big spoke in the bicycle wheel of of teachings because we have been pressed in many cultures and in many lifestyles through different sermons, through different services, through through this and that, that, that there are quite a few strong 
teachings out there that you that you can lose your salvation well this scripture really tells me the word of god tells me that he knew me before i was even in existence so without any further rambling let's just read very very clearly i pray that god will strengthen you god will guide you God will continue to draw you because he has always drawn you and he has drawn you before the very beginning of time. Timing is a very fascinating scientific element that we have before our very eyes. Time was not created by the watchmakers, by the manufacturers of time. Uh, Time has been brought into existence through the power of the living God. So he holds time, he holds creation, he is the King of Kings, and he is the Lord of Lords. But whatever and however we look, you know, we may have been called by God many many years ago we may have rejected it because we thought it was dressed up in religion we may have just rejected that but it's not that we've been rejecting God because we cannot reject God because there comes a time in the timeline of your body your earth suit your innermost being when suddenly the inner you suddenly realizes that through the time and the journey of the life that you are living and walking that the earthly you the physical the the reality you suddenly the materially you the person that is walking on this earth you and me that suddenly our bodies our flesh our blood our dna our very uh, earthly being suddenly realizes that there is an eternal god it wasn't the fact that i had the strength and the capabilities to suddenly decide i want to be a a follower of jesus jesus decided to save you to save me to set me free to set you free to give you a hope to give you a future he is given and he has a perfect plan for your life you are blessed and highly favored you are wonderfully you are fearfully made your god is supplying for you your god is for you and your god is not against you your god created you before he breathed before he spoke this world into creation our god creates our god saves our god is a rescuer our god is a redeemer our god is the king of kings and the lord of lords but psalm 191 i believe that we have given this enough time for everybody to hop online and i welcome every one of you that has joined us tonight with this online service as basic and as simple as authentic as real as it can possibly be you know we don't need to put on any more shows because jesus is not about showmanship he's about come and follow me now what i've just said come and follow me well you you may be saying i may be saying well two minutes ago you said that i don't have a choice we don't have a choice in 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 the in the wording of being saved god saves God draws, God calls, God anoints, God gives the gift of salvation, whether I decide through this earth suit to follow him, that is not within my power, my remit, what it does, it gives me free will, now you've only got, excuse me, you've only got to look at the prodigal son, the prodigal son was in the father's house, the father's house was supplying everything for the son, But the son had a glimmer, had a moment in his life, let's say weakness, where he wanted to see if the grass was greener. Because he is a human, I am a human, we are a human, and sometimes we get caught in this human world and the traction of life and the physical press and the busyness of life where not that we forget God or we we try to run, but things happen and lifestyle choices, things happen in our lives where we can also and suddenly become almost like a prodigal. But let me remind you what the scripture says, the father's arms are always open. The father's arms never close. The father's arms are always open and he welcomes any son or any daughter now a prodigal as soon as we think about a prodigal we go straight into the text and we think about the son that lived lived and spent all his inheritance it doesn't necessarily have to be like that today we can be a prodigal in a way uh, that doesn't reflect lifestyle choices because thinking no one really talks about what is going on in their mind in their psychological processing within their philosophy of life or the anger built built up within the the skin that we're living in you know there's a lot of issues in me that no one can't see no one can't fathom no one can work out 
uh, and as human beings we try to put a facade a barrier up especially <coughs> excuse me in the world of church where we we think that we have to perform and dance to the pastor's tune we have to dance to the to the word of religion and every time we go to church everything is great pastor everything is great and wonderful we are living the dream we are living the plan that god has for us but in our minds and our focus we are quite disturbed we are uh, almost knocked off point sometimes the the thinking the 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 waking up in the middle of the night the the certain pattern and the rhythm of life that we might be living might not reflect a believer that as we have heard about a believer but when you study the believers in the word of god when you look at moses when you look at joshua when you look at caleb david when you look at the fishermen when you look at the real character when you look at the real character the church portrays this position of saint peter and saint paul as they're up in 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 the the rooftops of the churches hidden and 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 when the sun comes through on on the glass you know as you look at that stained glass window you look at that and you think goodness that is what they're real saints but actually when you look at it they are human beings but the church paints this this great big picture this great big picture that they've got lambs hanging around them there's all this beautiful stuff going on around them when actually that is not true to life that is a a false picture that is a false uh, facade that have been placed up there by religion and when you look at the characters the characters reflect my character the 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 characters reflect your characters they are real men they are real women in the word of god and we cannot and we mustn't try to live up to the lifestyle that the religion is painting this picture that is up in the clouds that that can't be uh, reachable it's impossible but God knows us. God created us. He knows our innermost being. He created your DNA. He created my DNA. He knows everything about us. He created our character. He created our thought process. He created our innermost being. He created our DNA. He knows everything about us. And I pray that this psalm will bring comfort to our innermost being. Because there are some times and there are certain points in our lives where we say to ourselves, God, if the church is offering what I see with my physical eyes and what I hear with my physical hearing, if this is it, I actually can't partner with it because what my Bible tells me is very different to what I see the church within to a mass percentage of what is happening. And there is a very strong and a very visible difference between the church of Jesus Christ and the church of religion and Lord I'm bouncing in between and Lord I'm lost in the in-between Lord I need you to extract me from the religious order and Lord I need to know I need to know Lord that I'm securing you because there are ministries there are churches there are preachers and teachers that have preached a long time in generations that salvation can be lost that you need to earn it The Bible says it is not about by works so that no one can boast. Salvation is a gift. Sorry, let let me quickly, let me go, let me go. I've got it, let me go. Let's quickly go. Come back, come back. Let's go back, go back, go back. Let's go into the new uh, the New Testament, Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two. I forgot my glasses again. I got to get myself a chain and hanging around my neck. Oh, that sounds a bit crazy, doesn't it? Anyway, look, we're in verse eight. Verse eight of Ephesians chapter two. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves; it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let me backtrack, let me backpedal, and let me read this again. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. This froze into the arena. This froze right out to the dogs and the wolves, the teaching, and let the lions chew it up and let them just devour that teaching where it is out in there that you can lose your salvation. Well, I would have lost it because my thinking doesn't line up with a lot of things, let alone without physical action, let alone without verbal 
expression because as I speak, you know, <laughs> salvation, if it could be lost, I will be the first one to not even to try and get to the bar because the bar is not achievable in the physical. But in the spiritual, because we serve a God that calls the things that are not, we serve an eternal God, and a God that has been in all of eternity that created eternity that was before eternity before we even understood what the word eternity was and the value and the purpose and the strength of eternity when you look at the word eternity it has and it means no beginning no middle and no end but God is before the beginning God is before the end so God is greater than eternity because God is before eternity even came into existence and there are certain science and laws and physics and calculations where science and laws and and space travel and everything that goes with that that cannot work out the rhythm of life or the rhythm or or the the clear uh thinking and the thought pattern of time time cannot be measured we understand speed and time can be measured to a degree but it uh but our, our, but eternity cannot be measured because it is impossible for the human being to grasp so what we are about to read i'm going to quickly read ephesians chapter 2 again verse 8 and then we're going to flick back to where i started that i didn't even even start to read yet so let's read this and i won't stop i'll go straight back into psalm 139 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is a gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Quick, let's dance. Quick, let's dance. Have a quick shuffle. Now, drop back into Psalm 139, and I'm going to read this. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up from uh, verse... Verse 4, before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Verse 7 of Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on uh, as far as the east, uh, sorry, from the sea, or even as uh, your hand will guide me, from right hand you will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me. Verse 12 of Psalm 139. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. I love that scripture. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. Verse 14. Pretty famous, pretty... uh, instrumental in the uh church as in the prosperity gospel then then be careful with these scriptures because it can be taken out of context verse 14 i praise you uh because i am wonderfully and fearfully made your works are wonderful i know them full well my frame verse 15 let's just pause a moment let's look at verse 15 my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Very interesting what the scripture says. Uh, Verse 16 of Psalm 139. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Lord, that goes beyond the physics, beyond grafting, beyond pie charts, beyond uh, logic, beyond science. That goes beyond biology. That goes beyond the greatness of the human mind. Verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days uh, ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came into being. Verse 16 is such an enormous text for a human being, for a believer 
in Christ Jesus, just to grasp the enormity of what that says. Your eyes saw my unformed body. How can anyone see anything that hasn't been made? It it is impossible for any human being, for anyone of the physical world, to see anything of us that has not been created. I'm putting this very poorly and in an atrocious way this evening, but my mind is absolutely racing and escaping because this text is so large, is so enormous, it is beyond the human mindset, beyond beyond the, the thinking pattern, beyond the depth of the mind, beyond the science, behind the, uh, the, the thoughts, behind the cognitive processing of life. When you sit and you study life, even if one was just to study the power and the greatness of just your eyeball, the power, what is within the eye, what we see and the vision and the focus, just the, just the eye alone is so is so majestic, is so powerful, is so beyond human understanding. How powerful is just vision and how powerful is sight and hearing and sensual perception, touch, smell, taste and everything that runs along with the natural flow of life. But there is something, someone that is greater, that is beyond human conception, beyond human physics, beyond the science of life, beyond the processing, beyond the thinking capacity of the most greatest philosopher and theologian and the greatest teacher the earth has ever seen or heard of. There is an eternal God that that created the word eternity because before eternity he was, before the word even came into the language of the world and before the world even understood what eternity means God was eternal he is eternal he is before all things he is the creator of heaven and earth and we are living in very powerful times and God is moving so clean and clear and powerful his ways and his marvels to perform but let's just spend a moment we've got a few minutes where we can rest in verse 15 through to 16 my frame was not hidden from you So my frame, my physical being, this physical me was not hidden from him. So the scripture says before the foundations of the world, I created you before creation, before the God of Israel spoke and before the very beginning of time, the scripture in Genesis, read what Genesis says about creation. I've been speaking a fair bit about creation, just the word creation, just the power of creation and the enormity of creation to grasp that, to get a little bit of an understanding of creation will give me a real solid foundation in the birth, the death, the resurrection, the eschatology, the the rapture, the church, the body of Christ, the, the fundamental preaching and teaching and the basic foundational points of Christianity. My frame was not hidden from you. Verse 15 of Psalm 139. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in that secret place. When I was formed or when I was woven, when I was, this NIV says woven, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, in the depths of the earth before parent was even known to parent before humanity was known to humanity before the psychological processing of Adam and Eve before the earth became into existence it says that our frame was not hidden from him so before the earth was spoken into into orbit before creation was spoken into being before the stars were created in the heavens above be- But before the grains of sand came out of the voice of the power of the God of Israel, before the oceans were filled, before the seabed started teeming with life, before the stars twinkled in the sky above, before the sun was placed into very existence by the spoken word, by the rhema word, by the by the word of God, when God speaks 
situations, life, forms, everything comes into being. But science is trying to box God in and science is trying to formulate the process. But the scripture says, this is why faith is so important. Faith is really important for me and us as believers. It is by faith we believe. What is faith? How do we how do we describe faith? How can we box faith? How can we measure faith? Where do we get faith from? What what is faith? Faith comes from God, and the Scripture makes it very clear. Uh, <clears throat> faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word of God. So it doesn't matter about the greatest theologians, the greatest writers. It doesn't matter about the extra biblical knowledge. What is important to me as a believer is the very uh, root word, the Word of God, and how I interpret that. And actually, do I interpret the Word? I don't interpret the word i don't uh for know the word what actually happens is that god reveals that word so as i study as a human being as we study as brothers and sisters in christ as we start to read god through the power of the holy spirit reveals his uh word to each and every one of us so the word belief jesus says to his disciples just believe See, this is where I need my faith, because when I read scriptures of this vastness and this eternal value, it it could almost stop me in my tracks. Well, as a human being, if I think in the human format, if I think logically, if I think as a uh, uh, as as a as a man or as a woman, if I think with my natural skill set, this word will not fit with what I know in my physical realm. But this is not about a physical realm. This is about an eternal God. So this is about belief. I believe what this scripture says. In Psalm 139, my eyes are getting tired. My eyes are wearing out. Come on, Lord, give me some new lenses in the name of Jesus. Psalm 139, verse 15. My frame... My character, my being, my bones, my my complete me. It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes. So this is this is really interesting because now it talks about eyes, but I understand God. God being what? God being invisible. So how can a invisible God have eyes? Ah, I've, I've got a little I've got a little text that we might want to look at. If you go to the Gospel of John, John chapter one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, Jesus is the word. He is the living word. So I understand Christ in the formation and in creation, and as he was presented to this world, I clearly understand that he came as a human being. But also the scripture tells me he was 100% man, 100% Christ, 100% deity, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We cannot separate that, but we can find texts that will, 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 will tell us very clearly that in the formation of Christ, he is completely Christ. In the formation of God. And how can you say God? How can you bring these together? Because in the book of Colossians, Colossians says this. Christ is the image of the invisible God. So if he is invisible, he cannot have eyes. If he is spirit, he, you, 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 if you're trying to work this out, trying to think about this logically, we understand a spirit cannot have eyes. So I understand that a body has to have eyes, a physical being. Now, this is where Christ comes into being. So now we know that Christ was at the very beginning of time because everything, the scripture says, everything was created for him and by him. In him, nothing has and cannot be sustained. He holds all things together. Now, this is speaking about Christ. So there is no way that you can take Christ out of creation as the living Christ. Father, Son, 
Holy Spirit. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So with, we understand that there has to be, for it to become with, there has to be two. So we understand the Holy Spirit, through the power of Genesis, makes it very clearly. It says, in the beginning, yeah, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. The Holy Ghost, straight away, at the at the launching point, at the foundational point of the Word of God, we find the deity. We find Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We find everything that we need at the very beginning of Genesis. In the beginning, God said. So for speech to come into being, there has to be a physical... Now, I... I we don't have the time to break this down into the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So this is just a blanket outlay. This is just throwing that out and God will give us revelational knowledge. So we understand that Christ is the creator. Christ is the Father. Uh, the Father created this, everything. So when we talk about creation, we cannot... And you have, without any shape or any other format, you cannot erase the deity from Genesis through to Revelations. You have Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You have Holy Ghost. You have Son. You have God. You have Jesus. You have Spirit of the Living God. You have Holy Ghost. You have God. So wherever you go, you will find that God is before all things. He is about all things. And in him, all things exist. Now, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when you look at this, now, straight away, I see Christ in this text. Sorry that I've had to go around the long distance to bring us to this point. It says, my frame was not hidden from you, when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes saw my unformed body. I love the fact that the psalmist is talking about the body. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, if we was to, if I can find this quick enough, if I can, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Come on, John, stay where you are. Come on, son, stay there. It, right, now we've got the, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. It's best that I read it. John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Now we can reference, it talks about light. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now I can also pull a reference very clearly and very quickly from Psalm 119, 105. Your word, in the beginning was the word, your word is a lamp, light. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light for my path. I am the light of the world. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I am the God of Israel. I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. I am. So whatever way we look at this, we will find Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Genesis to Revelation. Revelation to psalm psalm to new testament whatever way you want to try and formulate or read god's word you will always find father son holy spirit you will always find jesus god spirit of the living god you will always find a connection with the deity now there is a clear clear connection with the deity in creation now it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god what is the word? The word is Jesus Christ. Now let's find this out and see what the scripture says for itself. Now, verse 14 of John chapter 1. The word became flesh. So for it to become, 
the word that is the key word there at this moment in time is the word become. It's, it doesn't say the word was born. The word became. For it to become, or it to become, it had to be in existence. So for it to be in existence, it had to already be. So if it was already in being, where would it be? It would be at the very beginning of time. So the connection of 1 John 1 through to 14 is this. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning, in creation, in the beginning of time, in the beginning of today, in the beginning of tomorrow, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning of all things is the living word and Christ is the living word. We understand the reference point is Colossians. Colossians makes it so clear. Christ is the image of of the invisible God. What does God say in the book of Genesis? Let's make man in our image. Now Colossians says God uh, sorry Christ is the image of the invisible God. So we find all the way Genesis to Revelations, Revelations to Psalms, Psalms to the Gospels, the Gospels to Leviticus, Leviticus to Exodus, Exodus to, to Deuteronomy. Wherever we go and wherever we are reading, you will find the Spirit of the Living God, the Holy Ghost. You will find the Living Word, the Creator, Jesus Christ. You will find the Creator, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You will not find anything but the trinity father son holy ghost in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god now quick 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 let's dance let's skip let's do a handstand all the way back to psalm 139 verse 16 your eyes saw for me to see i need eyes for me to see, there has to be a formation of a human being. A human being did not pop out of nowhere. We have not come up the escalator from evolution. We have come up the escalator through faith. For God said, let's make man in our image. What is the image of a human being is the image of Christ. So when we look at the image of humanity, we find the living word. So now we are carriers of the living word. We see for the first time, Mary was chosen. Mary was given the gift to carry the supernatural word. The, 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 the word, in the beginning was the word. And when you think what Mary was carrying and what Mary gave birth to, and the scripture says in John chapter 1 verse 14 and the word became and the word became and the and the word became into physical existence not because it needed the vehicle of Mary but it is because God chose humanity to get his work done now we have the question of scratching my three pound brain head and mind and thinking why did God bring all of us lot into creation the scripture says that he created us before the very beginning of time for his good pleasure his good purpose and for his good reason and will that is it so now we have faith now we have belief now we have the word of god so i can get an understanding of what this is speaking about your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book what book the book of life such a powerful book so so powerful now it says now uh, how precious to me are your thoughts god how precious are your thoughts god i just want to come to communion for a few moments if we can i'm looking at the enemy in the top corner over there that clock sitting up there i just want to back backpedal just a few moments your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them even came uh, or came into being. Now, when I look look at that, verse 16 again, I'll read it very slowly and I pray and I ask God, God, I pray that you will reveal this scripture to me and to everybody on the other side of the lens tonight. Lord, that you will give us revelational knowledge that, Lord, if 
if creation is a mystery, Lord, will you open up the mystery of creation? Will you speak directly into us tonight in the name of Jesus? So let's see what the text says just before we come to breaking our bread. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them, before one of them came to be. My life was written about, my life was spoken about, my life was brought into existence before my existence even came into into being, before my physical being came into walking this earth, God saw, Christ saw, because we have the scripture reference of eyes. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And we understand that Christ is the image of the invisible God. So, so <coughs> forgive me, as we come <coughs> to the table tonight, as we just break bread together, as we rest, as we be still, So this brings something up very quickly. How can I, how can I ever imagine that I could choose this eternal God? It just can't be. It cannot be that that I think that I have the strength and the capabilities in the human format of life to choose this eternal God. It is absolutely impossible. So I pray tonight that you will draw comfort from the word of God, that you will find rest for your body, that you will find stillness for your heart, that it is not by your works, it is not by my works, it is not by my preaching, it is not by my teaching, it is not by how much I do for the church, because that has no forbearance on one's salvation. Salvation clearly is told to us very clearly and powerfully in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, I believe, that salvation is a gift from the eternal God. So when I understand the power of the word eternity, before eternity was even recognized in the human format, in the in the language of the English language before eternity was even grasped by a human being, eternity existed, but he is the God of all eternity before even eternity even came to existence, even before time was formed, even before the formation of the world. He is before, 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 before he is just before. So how can I, in the stillness and in life, choose this eternal God. I cannot do this. He has chosen. He has saved. He has brought life to you. He has brought life to me. He has saved us and set each and every one of us free. You are free. Even this inked vicar that has more tattoos, more ink on me than I do have in the in, in the printer out in the machine there. God save me, even knowing, even though the hey, everything that has gone on in our lives, God foreknew, God knew, God God brought into existence every one of us. God loves us. God's redeemed us. We are saved. We are washed in the blood of Jesus. You are a child of the living God. And Romans says this. Nothing can separate us from the love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Separation is impossible. Separation cannot exist. Separation cannot be found because you was found you was created before the word separation even came into existence in any thesaurus or any dictionary or any uh, vocabulary spoken by the greatest and the most eloquent person on planet earth the understanding of languages the understanding of words and the rhythms of speech God is before the rhythms and the understanding of speech. God is before all things, and he is the creator of heaven and earth. So how 
can religion tell me that I cannot take from the bread and the cup of Christ? Because my Bible tells me, as often as you come together, do this in remembrance of me. It's in remembrance of Christ. So I ask you, wherever you are at this moment in time, don't worry about the preachers and the teachers and the ministries and the denominations that have said and are still saying, you cannot take of this cup, you cannot take of this bread until you dance and jump through hoops. Jesus said, I created you, I formed you, I I, I, I woven, I brought you, I, I spoke you, I brought you into existence. So how dare any religious leader dare to tell me I cannot take from the cup of Calvary and the, and the body of Christ because you think that you hold the power of salvation in your hands? Jog on. No way in the name of Jesus. I am saved because he saved me. I am washed because he washed me. I am blessed because he blessed me. I am a child of the living God because he created me before he put the stars in the heavens, before the church was even formed. He created me and he brought us into existence because of unconditional love. Let's take at a table. Come on, let's let's gather around. I pray that wherever you are tonight, that God will reveal this supernatural, the mystery. Now, when I'm using the word mystery, I'm not talking out of Harry Potter language. The scripture talks about mystery. The greatest writing on the earth says this is a mystery but the mystery is being revealed as i write it is a mystery to the human being it is a mystery to the church it is a mystery to all and everyone that is walking this earth god has the power and god will hold the power and he will not release his word until we are ready until he releases his word to us that's the power of revelational knowledge but right now never let anyone within the format and the creation and i say creation the creativity of church and the wider brushstroke of church to tell you that you are not worthy of taking that. Tell them to buzz and to fly off very gently because I am a son and I am a daughter and with the greatest respect on this earth, my God tells me through his word as often as we are together, take this in remembrance of me. Who is the me? The me is the great I am. The me is the living word. So all of a sudden, this explodes religion out of the camp of this. Christ brought through the Lamb. God brought through the Lamb. The Holy Ghost, you will find the deity when you talk about Exodus, the Passover. The church is always referring to Easter, when Easter is a very pagan word, it is the Passover, the passing over of what? The angel of death. It is about the blood. It is not about the hot cross bun and the chocolate bunny rabbit. It is not about that. That, yeah, thank God, wonderful, whatever. But this to me is about the passing over, the crossing over of the angel of death. If you put the blood over the doorpost, over the lintel of your house, the scripture says, God says, the blood will be a sign. Church, talk, preach about the blood of Jesus. Don't give me another treasure hunt. Don't give me another time to hide and to find another Easter egg wrapped around the church building. I want Jesus. I've had enough chocolate. You can see I've had enough chocolate to last me all of eternity. I need Jesus. 
without being flippant, without being rash, without exposing and bringing all this to us tonight. This is not. We are bringing up and we are coming up to. It is so critical for the church not to keep talking about Easter, but it's the Passover. It's the passing over. It is about the, the, the death. It is about the resurrection. So what is, what, what is this about? It is about the blood. There has to be shedding of blood. I'm going to say it very flippantly. It doesn't talk about chocolate. It's not the shedding of chocolate. All we think about Easter is chocolate and hot cross buns and everything that runs around with that. It is about the shedding of the blood of the lamb. It is about the Passover. What what am I remembering in the New Testament? I am remembering the Passover. Where was the Passover? Thousands of years uh, set in exodus god said to them now get yourself a lamb an unblemished lamb a younger than a year take that lamb sacrifice that lamb get the blood of that lamb do it quickly this is how you do it you roast it you you tie your belt you tie your coat you do all what it says do it quickly without haste and when you've done that take the blood of the lamb put it at the basin at the at the forefront of the front door of your house dip the reed dip the hyssop dip that in there paint that over your house over the lintel the reason it talks about the lintel is what is is created over the top of a gateway over a doorway to hold it up without a lintel in formation it cannot stand put it down the doorposts the doorposts are pillars Put it across the lintel of your house. The structure. Put it over you. Put it over your house. Why God? Why have I got to do this? Because the blood will be a sign. I'm going to leave you with this. And we are going to take this this cup and this together. Does the church in the UK represent Jesus Christ? Does the church within the UK represent the holy God of Israel? We have, we have an eternal God. You have an eternal God. We have the same God. He is the way. He is the beginning. He is the uh, the bright morning star. He is in all things. He is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He is in all. He is about all. He created all. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. Hang on a minute. So in remembrance of me, let me think a minute, Lord. The Pentecostal movement wasn't birthed. The evangelical movement wasn't birthed. The Church of England wasn't birthed. Catholicism wasn't birthed. So what am I doing? I am remembering the creator of heaven and earth. I am that I am. This blows everything of religion out the barn doors. Bye-bye, religion. See you sometime. Do not attach yourself to me anymore because my God, through his word, speaks to me and tells me as a believer in him because, let me tell religion, we are grafted in. We was in before we was even in existence. Oh, my Lord. What a rumble we've had tonight. Let's take of this bread. Father, we clearly understand we clearly understand that this bread is symbolic to the body of Christ. And before the Pentecostal movement was birthed, before any denominational press was birthed, before the Church of England, before Catholicism, before any church was birthed, but I know what you're saying, Jesus says, I am the head of the body, which is the church. We're not trying to trip ourselves. The church was at, at, because he is the head of the church. He is the church. He is the living word. So whatever we look at that, and what I'm referring to is denominations. Denominations was not around the Passover table. Now, does the scripture say the Easter table, or does it say the Passover? It says the Passover. It mentions it three times. The Passover. 
Go and make preparation for Easter. No, go and make preparation for the Passover. Get everything ready for the Passover. We are going to have the Passover. So it is about the passing over. I got to be very careful about the English language of how the English language and how language within itself has been stretched and elongated and has been switched. So I got to make sure I know what that clearly means. So I have to go back, go back through the Greek, go back through the Hebrew, and I want to know what that root word means. It is important for us as believers. So the scripture clearly says, do this in remembrance of me. Doesn't talk about denomination. Doesn't talk about evangelical movement. It doesn't talk about revival. It doesn't talk about the church as in the formation of the structure of the buildings. It is talking about Christ. When it talks about Christ, it is talking about Christ as the Passover lamb. It is talking about Christ as the image of the invisible God. It is talking about the Christ that created the heavens and the earth through the power of the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I am remembering Jesus Christ as the Messiah as the one that has come to save and to set the captives free. His name is Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. It says God has given him the name, the greatest name in heaven and earth, and at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow on the earth, under the earth, through the earth, every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord so what's this about tonight this is about jesus it is not about uh denominations it is not about division it is not about anyone that is beating the drum in any nation that we are the church if you are saying you are the church you better get the teachings right because there is judgment on anyone that says we are the church and is not preaching the gospel of jesus christ there are many churches there are many jesus's because the bible tells me so Sisters and brothers, we're at the point of breaking of bread. Father, this bread symbolizes the body of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I thank you that as I break bread right now in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, we break bread together now in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sisters and brothers, I've got to push this. And I'll tell you why, a little red light has come up on that machine and is telling me battery is low. God, get us through in the name of Jesus. It says your MacBook will sleep unless plugged in. Plug yourself into Jesus. Don't let your battery run out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the shed blood of Christ. Wash me and cleanse me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, that my sins are now to the cross of Calvary. Wash me and cleanse me in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry to rush, and I'm not rushing. I'm trying to be as calm and as reverent, reverent as I possibly can, but my eye is capturing that flashing light there. May God bless you. May God strengthen you. God will continue his word to you. God will continue to reveal himself to you. Have a wonderful evening. Whatever your time zone is, it is uh, 8.31 according to the clock. Wherever you are across the world, have a great evening. You've been listening to us here at Elim Church. My name is Reverend Ben Cooper. Just type that in to Google. Please, I ask you to share, to download all the podcasts that we've been doing, the teaching from my brothers and sisters that have been gathering around the mics. Please push this out. You have been joining us here for our live streaming service. You can find us on Apple Music. You can find us on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and multiple platforms. Have a great evening. Stay in the Word of God. God is with you. He has saved you and he has set you free in Jesus' name. I'm pressing the buttons. We are gone in the name of Jesus. Amen.